Hey there, and welcome to the Show Thyself to Prove podcast. This week, uh, we have no new guests, but we have a new host with us. Um, I'm your first host, uh, Tanner. I'm your second host, Cole. And I'm your third host, Bruce Nunley. All right, and so uh, just to, we're, we're very glad to be back, just to kind of give a brief overview of some things. We're going to change a little bit about this podcast. It's still going to be the same basic um kind of ideas about showing yourself approved through the workings and through the um, religious beliefs and through the context of the Bible. And uh, But then we're also going to, um, we're going to make the episodes just a little bit shorter. Um, and we're going to go for the quality, not quantity. So uh, uh, that that's something that me and Brother Tanner kind of got used to was we were just doing it for because it was a Saturday we needed to record the Show Thyself Approved podcast and, and, and that was doing not only obviously God a disservice but everybody that was listening uh, and I feel like we probably missed out on several several blessings because of that so we're just changing our um, ways that we're doing it a little bit obviously we have a brand new host this season um, this is going to be season two, episode one, and uh, this this season we have a new, brand new host, a very seasoned and very awesome man of God, Bruce Nunley. And uh, in this episode, we are going to be talking about genuine biblical faith. Um, and we, we have some things that may may shock you on on some certain ways that you believe that you just believe it because mom and dad or grandpa or grandma believed it. Um, so let's get into it. So, first off, uh, I'll ask you, Brother Bruce, what is biblical faith? Well, um, in uh, the way that I've always uh, looked at faith and the way that uh, people in church growing up, you know, you hear uh, everybody uh, has a belief, um, and there's even this idea in um, the world, you know, when people ask, they even ask the question, what faith are you of, or different, uh, you know, uh, references like that, but one of the things that I have really come to realize that faith is not uh, is the simple belief in God. And, uh, you know, to a lot of people's amazement, you can look at a lot of things in the scriptures and prove the idea that a belief in God is not a biblical faith. And um, I guess one of the things that really drove that point home for me was the simple fact I was preaching at a church and uh, I'll never forget the Lord dealt with my heart about how um, biblical faith operates and how God works through people of faith and one of the things that I the Lord had me to ask the church that night was I asked him I said um, how many of you believed in God before you got saved and just about every hand in the house went up and so 
the point was that belief in did not afford any blessings, didn't afford any uh, promises uh, in that person that believed in God. Um, so that warranted us to go into looking at what really, what is biblical faith? What is genuine faith? And so um, I think it's important to realize that uh, we're living in a, uh, a day and time where that a lot of people say they have faith, they get frustrated in their prayer life. Uh, they even want to go as far as to point the finger in the sky and say, God, I believe, why is my prayers not being answered? And so what people have done is they have, and I, I think we do this genuinely, we come to this place where we feel like that our faith is correct, but we have to look into the Word of God and see, well, there must be exceptions to God's promises because it can't be a problem on my end. Um, but what I have found out is that the majority of my prayer life has been wasted thinking that I had a biblical faith when I really didn't have a biblical faith. And we can all agree that God is faithful. God is faithful to answer prayer. But my faith has got to be right. It's got to be at a place where um, it falls in line with the Word so that God can move on my behalf and in the things that I'm asking Him for. So I know that's uh, getting uh, around the the world to get in the front door but uh to ask me the question what is faith faith is much more than a belief in something uh so if we look at the scriptures we find in a few places um where the the bible you know in hebrews 11 it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen, but whenever he goes down into uh, Hebrews 11 and chapter chapter 11 and verse five and six, right there, he really zeroes in on what faith, a biblical faith, really is. And I want to read that, and then I'll um, I'll pause. But it says, "But without faith, it is impossible to please him." For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And see, that's where most of us say our faith is complete. Yeah. But in verse 6, he says that's just a piece of faith. He says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is and. So there's a conjunction to this definition. It's you got to believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Man, that's good. That's good. Um, and, and one thing that I have on this, this biblical faith is you can throw a pebble in America and hit a quote-unquote Christian. Um, and, of course, you know, one of the main things that, 
you know, Christian people ask, well, are you, are you a Christian? Now, first off, there's definitely an argument for people shouldn't have to ask you. You should be able to tell. And if, if it is a true Christian, you will be able to tell. Um, but a lot of people, this is one of the biggest arguments that I've, I've seen. Um, and it's, it's a, it doesn't come from a good spot, and I'll tell you why. Is It's a argument of, well, yeah, I believe in God, so that makes me a Christian. Well, now, here's the thing. <clears throat> so that pretty much that person is begging the question of, is believing that God is sovereign and correct in everything, and he was the creator of all beings and everything that's ever been, um, is it enough? Now, first off, a Christian never needs to ask that question. Is, is this enough? Because what you are essentially asking is, how little can I do for Christ, and how little can I do for God and still get to heaven? Um, now, first off, there, there's several things wrong with that question in itself, and one of them being the person just wants to do that to get into heaven. Um, and being a Christian is a whole lot more than the beautiful, amazing slice of pie that we get after death. It's a relationship with God. Now, second off, that is a self-righteous um, point because... Out of the, um, right here, I'm, I'm on prb.org. And, of course, this, you know, this can be contested, but it says there has been about 17, or 117 billion members of our species that has ever lived on Earth. I would say probably over half of them believed in some higher power, in, in, in God, essentially. Are you telling me, because... Heaven is finite. It, it is built, it's this big, and it's not getting any bigger. Are you telling me that out of 117 billion people, that you think that God, just because you recognize that he exists, do you think you can get in there out of 107? Because pretty much what this is, if, if you really kind of look at it, it's a fight for your life to get into heaven. With with 117 billion people trying to get there ahead of you, um, of course, we've seen on if you've ever been to a sporting event or something, you can see this big huge crowd in front of the gates, but they're only going in one by one. And after so, so like uh, this past summer, I went to Disney World, and before you go to Disney World, they can they only have seven or eight stations that they can let you in. Well, before you get in, there's this massive crowd trying to get in. And after they are at capacity, of course, with the dreaded coronavirus, if after they're at capacity, they can't let anybody in. And all these people that are waiting outside can't get in. And that's kind of how I try to think about it is God has made heaven finite. He has made heaven this big, for this reason. And of course we can go into the sovereignty of that and say like God knows exactly how many people are going to go and all that stuff. But it's <clears throat> it's self-righteous in thinking that out of every quote-unquote Christian that's ever lived, they're all going to make it. That's a very dangerous game. Um not only that, but it's it's pretty much you're 
it's an insult to God. I really do think that because you are asking, well, God, what can you give me? And what's the least amount that I can give to you? And does any relationship ever last that long with a with a mindset like that? If I said, okay, I'm, I'm, so Tanner has a car. Let's say I'm 15 and Tanner's 16. And Tanner has a car. And the only reason that I ever hang out with Tanner is because he can drive me around. Well, Tanner's going to get tired of driving me around constantly if I don't give him something. Now, of course, we should not look at this just for a um, trading of goods. We should never look at Christians being a trading of goods. But in order to keep that relationship with Tanner, I have to be his friend. I have to love Tanner. Tanner has to love me. Or he, And, of course, you know, Tanner's a year older than me, so he did drive me around. But I was never Tanner's friend just because he could give me something. Because sometimes Tanner wouldn't be able to give me something and I would still be I would still be his friend now that gets into a different argument but it's being a Christian is not a reward system Christians shouldn't look at it like that and that's I mean just out of the last year I can tell you that being a Christian is hard it's 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 way I mean it's one of the hardest things that you can do being a true Christian and so believing that God is real and believing that he created everything is not enough, just like Brother Bruce said. And first off, I, I do I do kind of challenge this: Do we even believe that God is real? Because people will take a picture out in nature, and what do they do? They'll post it on Instagram, but they'll be in the center of it. They think that they're not amazed people have lost their amazement with everything go outside and you can see a beautiful tree with thousands of leaves on it right now and we don't take a minute even as christians who say we believe we don't take a minute and think god made that god god made the earth whatever your interpretation is of course there's a right and a wrong of interpretation but god made the earth this many years ago I think it's hard for us to imagine that before the uh, before what does it say in Genesis there that it opens up and it it pretty much says God is an eternal being and it's it's kind of hard to wrap your head around that but I don't even think the people that think that they are Christians by believing I don't necessarily think that they are I think that they are kind of more agnostic than anything because if to believe that this amazing God has built all this truly is to be a Christian because you are going to want to worship him. You are going to want to put your trust in him and be his friend. And we should all, of course, as Christians, we should all take that and just say, wow, like he wants to be, he wants a individual relationship with me. That's insane to me. And so I think a lot of people don't truly believe. Because in order to truly believe, I, I use this a lot. If you believe something, you will act like it. And if you don't act like it, you don't believe it. And, and if I say, Tanner's my best friend, or I can trust Brother Bruce with anything, and I don't tell him everything, do I actually truly believe that? And I, 
actions, like, I mean, that, that pretty much boils down to the old cliched saying of actions speak louder than words. And it's true. I mean, at the deepest point, that is true. And so I, that's something that I just had wrote down on here that I, it bothers me because so many people can ask, well, I mean, I believe. Is that enough to get into heaven? Right. You're asking well, because I mean, I'm you sure want you a reward. I'm sure you know what I'm about to say. We all probably have it written down, right? Second uh, James chapter 2, verse 19. Um, I'll go ahead and read that. Uh, believe, excuse me. Thou believest that there is one God thou doest well, and the, even the devils also believe and tremble. So, I mean, believing's obviously not not enough. Yeah. Um, and, and we all say that, we can believe, yeah. but that's that's why we're fixing to talk about. When's the last time you trembled before God, though? Right. That's a, I mean, we are to a point. We don't even believe near as much as the devils, because if you really believed that much, and I'm not giving the devils the credit by no means, but if you believed that much, when's the last time you went up to the altar and poured your heart out? And I don't mean where you get up and you shed a few tears. I mean, you just give it all to God, and you trembled before him. And it's, you know, you can even use the idea of the parachute. You know, you can say all day long that you believe that that parachute will uh, carry you safely to the ground, but until you strap it on your back and dive out of a perfectly functioning plane, then your faith has not been realized in your own life. It's not been proven your faith is a theory and not a proof at that point. Yeah. right yeah i agree with that 100 percent. so something that i have written down here and uh which we can find biblical things to back up all of this because i can tell you with with like i said brother bruce is a seasoned um pastor or a, a seasoned evangelist i guess uh, a seasoned preacher and everything that we are going to be saying in this has been fought by fire i mean we don't want to of course the podcast is called show thyself approved it's called show thyself approved for a reason and it's because don't go to tanner cole or even brother bruce and ask for answers we're just here to point you to the bible and but but i've got right here it says the absolute best we can do we are barely going to get in because and that that kind of sets in that man this is a fight this is, I mean, this is a fight. You have to wake up every morning, and if you don't open your eyes and think, I'm God's and God is mine, you're in the wrong. I mean, that's just wrong. And, and if you were to die that minute, what would happen to you? Now, that's, that's always a good thing to ask is, am I, not am I doing good enough, but am I doing my best? And that, that that's a different question to ask, of course. Um, but, yeah, I, I've which we can get into the the works and all, everything like that but for faith you can't only just believe that God exists that's not enough that's not enough and and to say that and and I've got um is so is believing enough yes and no um to to us it sounds like not enough like the way that we're talking but if you truly believed then you would act out that belief and you would do everything and you would be a christian you know what i mean which, so that was just something that i had wrote down yeah which warrants um us to um i guess qualify or 
or expound upon what the definition of belief is because some people say belief is enough some people say belief is not enough both are correct but only in the way that you view that interpretation of the word believe some people say that you know biblical believing is uh hearing what god said believing that god exists hearing what he said and acting on what he said that's biblical belief biblical faith uh and some would say that belief is not enough and it makes sense that they they say that because of what their interpretation of the word belief is so i i think that's why the word faith the word believe must be uh, clearly defined in scripture so that we can draw the line in our own lives to say am i do i really have a biblical faith or do i have a faith that is a popular cultural understanding of the word faith that's a good i mean that's an awesome thing because at times in recent past and at times in just the past of the world being the christian was the cool thing but were you doing it for the right reasons that's the good i mean that's ultimately were you doing it because of the culture or were you doing it because you truly wanted a relationship with the one and true god and that that's all just asking yourself these questions will kind of that they won't um make you saved by no means but they'll if you're on the right track they'll they'll do their best to try to keep you on the right track you know uh, and we we constantly it's not like a okay well i just woke up this morning well do i believe okay yes right now um then in an hour whenever i get to school because obviously i'm a teacher and i ask myself that in one hour well do i believe yes right now uh and then i ask myself at lunch it's not like that it's not like a and we can get into prayer later as well, but it's a never-ending question that you're asking yourself. Well, belief is a. It, tell me if I'm wrong, but belief is a byproduct of faith. Yes. Would, I, would, I, it, would belief not come from your faith? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, you have to have faith in order to believe. Like, like, uh, what does it say on, on um, Hebrews eleven one? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I mean, that's pretty much. You have to have faith to believe. If you don't have any faith, then you don't believe in anything. You know, I mean, I have right now, and this is used in a lot of um, sermons, but right now we're sitting on three chairs. We have faith in this chair that it's not going to just collapse on us, right? But do we have faith on the one true God that has built everything that we have ever seen and everything that we haven't seen, that he has made all of these amazing planets and this just monster universe and everything like we're still learning um depending on your belief we're still learning millions or four thousand or six thousand however long you think the earth has been here we're still learning things and we're still and but we don't take a minute as christians even to go man god made electricity possible isn't that crazy uh, he, uh, we're sitting here in an air-conditioned room, and he made that possible. 
That's just crazy to me. Okay, anyway, I'm kind of getting off subject. Of course, we were always bad about this before, but let's get back on to um, biblical faith. So, Tanner, maybe you can explain to us why faith is, or uh, belief is a byproduct of faith. Belief is uh, an experience, right? Whenever you go and get saved, uh, the Bible says he is the author and finisher of our faith. And our faith begins whenever he says it begins. And our belief is a product of that faith. And I believe that because belief is also a work of our faith. And Brother Bruce, has the you have the verse for that, I believe, uh you said it earlier and I couldn't I can't remember it <laughs> but um I just believe that if you're if you're going to believe if you're going to have faith that God can and that God will you're going to also believe those two things which is where the people say belief and faith can't coincide with one another but we as Christians can prove that wrong um cuz they I've heard that you can either have one or the other you can't have both in the same vessel but we are product of that of 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 that and how we've had faith that God will, and then that experience is the belief that he did. And I think that is exemplified in uh, the man that brought his son to Jesus. He had already brought his uh, son to the disciples, and they could not cast the devil out. And when Jesus finally uh, deals with a man one-on-one, um he says, you know, uh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I suffer you? Bring the child to me. And uh, the man says, I, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. It's, it's almost like a contradiction of terms, but if you really get to thinking about what he's saying, he's saying I bel- there's some part of my faith that I don't have a problem with. Yeah. But there's another part of my faith that is wrecking me. And I think a lot of us are in that condition all the time at, to some extent. We believe in God. There's a foundation of belief in God among every child of God. We, we do not stagger with believing that there's a God that created all things. But when it comes to anything that God has promised that we could obtain, we can see answer to prayer, whatever. That's when our, that, what you're talking about, faith and unbelief, start. You start seeing the separation and each one of them individually. Yeah, right, hundred um, percent. So, how how can we gain that faith? Can one of you guys answer that? I mean, like, how how are you going to as um, a Christian help someone gain that faith. Now, obviously, we we are not in charge of someone else's faith, but we are to always constantly point to Christ, and pointing to Christ is pointing to having faith, having biblical faith, and believing in Christ and everything that he said. Well, I would answer it this way. Um, Tanner has already let this verse out of the bag. Uh, Hebrews 12 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Um, My faith in God is totally 
in God's hands. He's responsible for my faith. He's responsible for your faith. That's what he says. I'm not the author of your faith. I'm not the author of my own faith. It says Jesus is the author. He, in other words, he begins my faith. He's the reason I believe. Uh, and he will carry me through to the very end of this thing. An example of that is simply this. Um, many people in the Gospels, uh, they, did, they saw a man walking around. They saw a, a, a boy from uh, Nazareth. And all of a sudden, he's speaking as one as having authority. And um, from one instance to another, people start saying, he is the Christ. And it's by the things that Jesus was doing. It's by the power that uh, God worked through the Son. Um, I think about the woman at the well. She uh you know whenever jesus said if you were to if you knew who it was that was talking to you and you ask of me i would give you living water and after he goes through this course of you know dealing with her husbands and the man that she was with she starts building this faith i perceive you to be a prophet now and and whenever he gets to the end of dealing with a woman at the well She's at a place, now come see a man. <laughs> um, so we see that Jesus literally authored the faith. He authored my faith. He authored your faith. Um, it, faith is a, it's an act that God himself institutes in all of our hearts and i used to say this to uh people that were atheists it used to bother me whenever people would say they were atheists they didn't believe in god it used to really bother me but the lord uh, let me know um i've not authored their faith yet or i'm in the process of it uh, so it's not up to me i can preach the gospel and we're commanded to do what the Lord has asked us to do. But at the end of the day, God himself will author the faith. And it's, it's his responsibility. He took that responsibility to do that. Right. Exactly. exactly. Um, so we went, we were at the definition of faith, right? You said the Hebrews 11. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I had something here that helped me kind of understand what it is a little better. And it says it's a reliance on Christ for salvation. And I also have something here. It's in one of my cliff notes in the Bible, and it really surprised me. It says it's a down payment for desires. I thought that was so intriguing. It, it kind of took my understanding to a new to a new level because you think about a down payment, that's on a house or a car, right? Because you, you take that, that money and you give it to them, and it's your house because you, you give them the down payment. That's, yeah. all, that's all God asks for, right, is the down payment of our faith. Uh, that he's already authored. That's good. Um, That's good. I've never, I've never even thought of it like that. Yeah, and it goes right along with the verse that says, "Faith is the substance of what you hope for, the evidence of what's unseen." Right. That, that's yeah, yeah. Um, um, and and somewhere, and guys, I'm sorry, but uh, somewhere, 
in the Bible, it says the grain of a mustard seed. Faith the size of a mustard seed. Um, and, of course, pr- probably Brother Bruce knows where that is. I don't know exactly. Luke 17 and 5. Luke 17 and 5. So here, I'll find it and try and actually... If one of you guys find it first, you guys read it. Y'all have to forgive us. We're a little rusty here. <laughs> I mean, it's been three or four months at least. Um Sorry, I put you I on got the spot it here. like that, man. You said 17.5? Yep, 17.5. I got it right here. Um, it says, uh, And the apostles said unto the Lord, uh, Increase our faith. Uh, and the Lord said, If I've had... F- if if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you might say unto this uh, sycamore tree... Sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by thy root, and be thou planted into the sea, and it should obey you. Um, that's the verse she was talking about, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And here's the thing: a lot of people um, think, "Well, I can move mountains with my faith if I have it." Well, like I said, I mean that just comes to um, God. Can you give me a cookie if I'm a good Christian? I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of just like a well, what if I'm good? What if I'm good? And we kind of act like children always wanting a special... This is a race we're running, right? Um, I believe it was Paul. Was it Paul that said, I've run the race, I've done my deed or whatever? Um, Not whatever, but yeah. Yeah. And so this is a race we're running. And some people just want to have, every now and then, a stop for a little cookie or a stop for a little drink of water. But... That's not always what God sees for us. Now, of course, um, which this can kind of go into what has been happening, God will slow you down or even tell you to stop because you need to get where you need to be. Um, and, and that's that. We'll, we'll go with that on another podcast because that can be a podcast in itself is God telling you to stop because I believe God was telling me and Brother Tanner probably to stop several weeks in advance before we ever stop doing the podcast. Because, like I said at the first part, we were doing it out of out of just a constant, okay, well, this is Saturday, so we're going to do the podcast. We weren't, there was a point where we weren't doing it to worship and to teach people about God. It was just out of habit. And, of course, I've heard many, 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 um, preachers and pastors say we are habit-forming creatures, um, whether that be good or bad. And most of the time, unfortunately, it's bad, right? Which is why the Lord is always into keeping us from a place of complacency. Right. Uh, he's always progressing us. And it's so that we don't get settled into a routine. Yeah. That's why it's so important to, uh, you know, uh, not uh, think it strange concerning things that uh, continually unseat us from a seat of complacency. Uh, it's to keep us always looking and trusting, which is, uh, you know, the idea of faith. But, you know, one of the things that I would like to say about um this Luke chapter 17 verse 6 is simply that um 
the the idea here is uh, the disciples asked the question, Lord, increase our faith. And Jesus did not seem to answer the question, answer the question they asked. He seemed to answer the question that they should have asked. Yeah. Because he didn't say, here's how you increase your faith. All he was saying is, if you had this much faith, you could accomplish things. So the idea there is simply, it's not about quantity, it's about quality of faith. Exactly, exactly. And and not only that, but we, we can see all the amazing movements of God in every single one of the disciples' lives. And he told them, if you had faith, of a mustard seed, you'd be able to move mountains, you'd be able to move the sycamine tree, um, which I do wonder if that's the actual, like, sycamore tree, too. I wonder if that's kind of got a thing. But anyway, um, but he tells all of them this as to say, you know, reading in between the lines, I'm not saying what Jesus is saying, but to me, I kind of read that as you guys don't even have the size of a mustard seed of faith. And you are my twelve. They were this close to Christ. And obviously, um, one of the best ones is when Jesus is out in the water and he calls one of them to come. And I believe it's Peter. Is it Peter that that walks out on the water? And we all kind of focus on that last part of that story of, well, Peter, he took his eyes off Jesus and he started falling. We completely forget the fact that there were 11 other apostles and disciples in the boat that didn't even get out. I mean, Peter's faith was tremendous there, and for a second he just took his eyes off Christ and he started, you know, sinking. Um, so to do that, it's very important to have that faith. Uh, and looking at the church today, I've I've heard this many times, and Bruce has preached this recently. And he'll say, well, I'm sick of hearing of how it used to be. I'm sick of hearing of how it used to be. And and a lot of people now, even to that, there, there are certain sects of Christians, quote-unquote Christians, that will say, well, it's just not that way anymore. We don't see people running pews anymore. We don't see people speaking in tongues anymore. That has nothing to do with God anymore. It's got everything to do with our faith. We don't have the faith that the people once did. And a lot of people, that's kind of the equivalent of pointing at God and saying, well, why aren't you doing this anymore? And him looking and saying, you have more than anybody in the Bible did. We have the Bible to look at. These uh, Daniel or... Paul or Peter or anybody that was, um, they were just amazing men of God, they didn't have the Bible at the time. They were the Bible. I mean, they are the Bible, you know? And we have this, and our faith drops down. That's just crazy to me. That those guys had no, besides, you know, of course, the, um, the tablets that Moses, but they didn't really have any substance to hold on to it was just complete faith exactly and and so 
that's uh, that's another thing. Now, it's so easy to believe that we don't believe the way that they did. We don't believe, and I don't mean the way that they did. I mean how they believed. We don't believe as deeply as any as almost any of these guys. Because I'll tell you this, right now it's easy to say that old that old Peter he just took his eyes off Christ and he fell. I promise you, and probably every single one in here, we'd still be in the boat. Oh, yeah. But I wouldn't have I wouldn't have stepped out because what we think of it just being a little lake, the storm it was probably storming, it was doing all this, and these fishermen a lot of them didn't know how to swim. That's why he had a boat. I mean, and Peter, to step out. Peter's an interesting guy to look at in the Bible, really, because whenever Christ was going to be crucified, we had that sifting trial of Peter. You know, and he, the whenever he was going, God, uh, Jesus didn't say, I, ho- I don't want you to fall in temptation, but he said, I, I pray that your faith will not fail you. And, uh, I mean, Peter's faith, I mean... He had a little trouble. We know that. We know he denied Christ three times, but um, his faith did not fail. Um, his faith didn't fail him. I mean, yeah. essentially, whenever your faith... I feel like if your faith ever was to fail you, you'd become in a backslidden state, right? And you'd fall out completely. And that's how that's how important faith is. Yes. You know? Every battle in Christ is very important. But we're fighting a war here. And... You know, you'll lose some wars. And the thing is, Christ is an amazing figure that forgives so easily. All you have to do is ask. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't do is uh, they'll ask Christ to forgive them, but they won't forgive themselves and they can stay. It's so easy. And And the reason that I'm saying this, I know it's a little off topic, but the reason that I'm saying this is Whenever we stopped the podcast, this was something that I went through. Was I did things wrong? I didn't do them the right way, and I asked Christ to forgive me, and He did, like He always does. But I couldn't forgive myself. I couldn't get past. So I stayed stuck in this rut for months, and and that's something. The Bible also talks about this. Um, is the trial by fire? Every Christian will be tried by fire. Does that mean that you are going to be thrown in the bonfire at some meat that you're doing? No, it, it's spiritual, obviously. Um, but every Christian is going to be tried by fire, and I don't know exactly where that is. I, like I, I'm just a quoter, pretty much. It's First and Peter, I, and that's exactly where I I thought this needed to go at this point. Uh, the Bible says, uh, "In whom we rejoice, though now, if need be, we are in heaviness through." manifold temptations that the trial of your faith that's where that's what it is the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold though it be tried by fire may be found under praise and so um genuine faith you know this whole idea of what is genuine faith um in order you know anything that god does Anything, the whole character of God, the the whole idea of the essence of God is that he is pure, that he is holy, that he is just, all these things. But whenever we look at our faith, the reason why our faith must be genuine and biblical 
in order to to uh, obtain or to receive anything of God is because it is a product of his character and um the trial of faith and it's it you know we can talk about tribulation we can talk about persecution but specifically in first peter one he specifically calls it the trial of your faith and so i believe that as peter was talking about the trial of your faith i believe he was saying look um you say you have faith well, it's going to go on trial. Uh, it's going to be put before witnesses. Yes. There's going to be a judge up there. Uh, and if you want to look at it in uh, the idea of a trial by a courtroom, we could look at it that way. But if we want to look at it by virtue of a purification process as gold is put through a fire, we see that it's heated. It's it's uh, put under extreme pressures, extreme elements to see whether it burns up in the fire or to see if it gets purer as the fire uh, gets hotter. And so genuine faith uh, to me is um, a concreted trust in God that nothing can shake. Um, you know, uh, when we think about genuine faith and we think about people in the Bible that the Bible says that Jesus could not do many wonderful works because of their unbelief, um, you know, we can't really talk about faith without talking about unbelief, of course. But I think it's important to note that uh, if we say we have faith, then our faith will definitely at some point go on trial, just like you said with uh, Peter. He, he, his, it was, uh, that sifting was a, really another way of saying you're fixing to go through a fire, Peter, and your faith is what's going to hold you. Right. Yeah, and I've, I've got more to say on that, but we're approaching – uh, a little bit past what we what we kind of agreed to. But um, we are going to keep this up. This is not going to be the only episode on biblical faith. And, of course, we've got... I'm very uh, thankful to have Brother Bruce on the podcast with us as a full-time host. host. I'm uh, very thankful for that. Um, thank you for listening, um, first off. Um, Brother Tanner or Brother Bruce, do you guys have a verse of the day that you would like to send them off this week on? And we'll be back next week with the same um, biblical faith idea. I believe Brother Bruce has that verse for us this evening. Yeah, I think uh, the most fitting verse of the day for uh, definitely this podcast would be from Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yes, amen. That's the best way to do it. Okay. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, Also, just really quickly, Thank you for your patience with us, and thank you for listening through our little dry period that we didn't post anything for, I guess it was probably three to four months, and uh, we're thankful for that, and we ask that you pray for each one of us um, in your prayers constantly, because doing this, it's, it's it's a constant battle with the devil, because, I mean, this is a work that God wants us to do, and so in order, if you're doing works, 
you're going to be fighting the devil. Yes. Um, so keep us all in your prayers, and uh, thank you for listening to this Show Thyself Approved podcast. Hey, this is Bruce, host of the Show Thyself Approved podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave us a rating on iTunes or any other of our podcasting apps. Continue to tune in to us for new episodes. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Show Thyself Approved Pod. Thank you for listening and God bless.